This is the Life Origami Podcast. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we will be reading to you from our book, The Lost Guru. Uncover the mental habits that prevent you from fully inhabiting your life and accessing your intrinsic wisdom. We'll read a portion of the book. Amethyst and I will have a conversation about it, and then we'll put them out three times a week until the book's complete. Enjoy the show. So we're coming to the conclusion of chapter one. But just to review, we recorded two other episodes. Episode 15 was a bonus episode called Is There Such a Thing as a Person Being Broken? And then in episode 16, another bonus episode, we talked about waiting for happiness. So what we're about to begin is the conclusion of chapter one. And its header is Happiness and Life Longevity. Our longevity has been correlated with how happy a person is over their lifetime. Some nations like Japan have an extremely high life expectancy of individuals living over 100 years old. They attribute this to the fact that their happiness factor is very high. If a person has fun and is happy and it affects their physical well-being, doesn't it make sense then to examine what impacts our well-being? Our feelings, thoughts, and belief systems could be negatively impacting our health through the vast network of body systems, nerves, and neural connections. Old patterns and false beliefs may be affecting our stress levels, which interferes with our ability to find joy daily. This can lead to all types of physical problems like depression, fatigue, stomach ulcers, IBS, etc. Our emotional disposition also affects our attitudes and behaviors, so the way we think influences our decision-making. If we are feeling negative, we may make decisions that sabotage our efforts to be well. For instance, the decision to not take our health seriously by not exercising or improper nutrition affects our heart and cardiovascular system. As a result, strokes and heart attacks occur. If it is true that the mind affects the body, we need to change our attitude about self-care. When we take care of ourselves, we feel calmer inside. Being calm is the foundation of our ability to cope with life and helps us thrive, not just survive. Without serenity, we will struggle. So, what are you doing to fully inhabit your life? Are you experiencing at your core a foundation of serenity day to day? Is your life fun and joyful? Did you know that smiling and laughing can actually extend your life? Challenges come at us unexpectedly and quickly. What can we do to prepare ourselves to adapt to various challenges as they come our way? We need new attitudes, skills, and tools to be able to adapt and stand upon a foundation 
of our own inherent wisdom. This is what you will experience when you begin to become acquainted with your lost guru. First, you will need to identify what prevents you from tapping into this inner resource. This is a resource which has all the key distinctions, insights, and wisdom you will ever need to fully inhabit your life. This is The Lost Guru. Author Commentary All right, so... Here's Amy and I reflecting on the conclusion of chapter one, uh, which is happiness and life longevity. And I think it's really interesting that part. We open up this part with talking about Japan, that Japan happens. To, I think Japan and Russia have mm -hmm. uh, the highest population of centurions, people that are over 100 years of age. I've seen stuff that's been written and researched about people in Japan that are regularly living to 100 and beyond and they're very active they're gardening every day they're growing their own food and they're very active they're very community very connected and I think that's a really interesting difference in our societies that on this one island in Japan there's a real strong sense of community that happens to be one of the places in the world that has the largest collection of people that are over 100 years old, like success leaves clues. There's been lots of uh, um, research done on happiness and how it affects the body. And uh, I'm not surprised then that, you know, if they have a high happiness factor in countries like that, that they would have longevity as well. Because we talked right. about how um, happiness and fun can affect our well-being. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, in the, over the last chapter, we've talked about this, about um, how our brain activity reacts to what's happening um, from our thoughts and right. even from our second brain and how um, the body affects the brain. And, yeah. and it, it's kind of cyclic, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, when we... Uh, mentioned that um, so old patterns and false beliefs can affect our stress levels and then um, that interferes right. with our ability to find joy every day and leads to physical problems. Right, which all speaks to what's going on between our ears. The thoughts we have, the things that we're experiencing, the people that we're letting put thoughts into our brains, the people we spend time with, all of that affects our happiness because I just had a thought while you were talking that if for a lot of my life I did not have happy thoughts in my brain, in, in between my ears, my self-talk was not necessarily happy talk. It was about doing things, getting things done, pushing and growing and, you know, this constant striving to try to achieve and never being and so it just it strikes me that you know if if you've been listening to us and you're at this point and you're noticing that maybe you've begun to notice your thoughts and and your self-talk 
is not quite, you're kind of disturbed by it or troubled by it, mm-hmm. that, that's great news. <laughs> because change begins with awareness. <laughs> Do you ever notice sometimes the things we say to ourselves is worse than anything that we would ever say to anybody else? Like oh we'd God, never, yeah. we'd never, I'd never go up to some lady in the street and say, well, you look fat in those pants. <laughs> She'd probably bop me in the nose or something. <laughs> Doesn't my butt yeah. look big in these pants, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, or roll on the window. Where did you learn to drive, you idiot? <laughs> like, Where'd you get your license out of a Cracker Jack box? <laughs> yes, yeah, like, uh, I've heard man, these things you're so stupid. Stupid. Oh man, that one would be, that would just be a wrong thing. But yet, but yet that's the way we, so your point is that that's the way we talk to to ourselves. Like we'll look in the mirror and we'll say, you look fat in those jeans. Look at that big butt. You know, (laughs) well, not everybody does, but, but I'm just, it's an example, right? (laughs) I was looking the other night in the mirror and I thought, I'm kind of lopsided. Lopsided. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Like I'm, I'm not some totally symmetrical. <laughs> <laughs> but it's something, you know. It's in oh, I know. But the things we say to ourselves, you know, if we listen to other people, eventually we can assimilate those attitudes and it affects our behaviors and our decision making afterwards. But guess what? We make some of the, the weirdest decisions based on our ego and what's going on. Oh, no kidding. All that ring-a-ding between the ears. Just but I'm so glad I had that lopsided insight because now I know why <laughs> I'm going around in circles. <laughs> I tend to lean wonder. <laughs> Gosh, oh my <laughs> you gotta have fun this, this we've been really we've been really serious oh, in this book and in our conversations well, but it has been a serious it, topic it, it is a very important know. topic but the whole idea about inhabiting your life is about doing it with joy and so i mean joy means happiness it means laughing doesn't it and well i think there's fun. a different uh, happiness well, let's talk about happiness, happiness is misunderstood in my opinion, my I had an epiphany about a decade ago. Well, no, no, about five years ago, that uh, I I needed to manifest joy in my life, mm. and I specifically chose joy because every experience I have I've had around happiness is impermanent, fleeting, and difficult to replicate. <laughs> but you know, there are things that absolutely have given me joy. Animals, being in nature, going for walks, uh, having deep, heartfelt conversations with people. You know, is there any wonder that I've been a business coach and I've been basically talking for 30 years of my life to make a living? <laughs> you know, I, I was actually, a, I did a lot of keynote speaking at one time in the 90s. And so, but were you happy? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you know, I was starting intermittently. To, yeah, well, there was there was happiness for sure. But the thing is, the thing that was interesting to me though, as I think back about that, and you asked that question, I was getting a peek into joy, because mm-hmm. I believe that happiness and joy are not created equal. No, and that joy is actually. 
a permanently installed software program oh. <laughs> that we can run anytime if, and this is a big if, I can get out of my way of being serious, disciplined, and productive and give myself and the gift and the opportunity to have, it's not a four-letter word, it's a three-letter word, F-U-N, that if I, if I get out of my way be, to have fun, because I've, I've, if you had have known me 20, 30 years ago, I was a pretty serious young man. Well, you know, let's talk about that then. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> 14 okay. years ago when I met you. Oh, <laughs> oh it was that? Oh, uh, 14 oh. years ago. <laughs> You were my business coach, and you had no sense of ha-ha. Uh-oh, uh-oh, ow, ow. You were a nerd. <laughs> I was very serious. You were serious. You I wrote, did have a sense of humor. I wrote but... like 800 pages of serious book, business book stuff. Yeah. I was very serious, so dude. So when I called you um, in three years ago, it's not even been three years, when I called you and said, yeah. you written any other books there, Greg? And I have a business idea. You want to let me pass it by and blah, blah, blah. And then w we get together for coffee and, and you, you're a different person. You What's wondered, that all about? <laughs> He's like go? happy, fun. I didn't have a beard anymore. You did not. I did. It was hard to recognize you there. <laughs> and, uh, didn't have the hair changed. I had before. Everything's they shaved changed it so off. much. <laughs> yeah. And you were just, you were... I don't know, different and yeah. and uh, more um, you more deep thinking. Whereas before it was all business and technical, and now you were, it was more philosophical. It's true. And uh, I don't know. I found you more interesting. Yeah. I mean, enough to marry you six weeks later. <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> a true story. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because I think back to that time, you know, I honestly, I was very serious. And I, but I, I remember my first impressions about you, that you were very bright and bubbly and very present. And really, your eyes were very alive and you were very excited about the business that you were wanting to build. And that was very, that mm -hmm. was very attractive. <laughs> and yeah. I remember, I remember that about you. And the interesting thing is, uh, in that regard, <laughs> you haven't changed. <laughs> you're still really bright and bubbly, and you're still very alive. And uh, but I think I think you're much more focused on good. yourself, huh? <laughs> a wife that's alive is pretty good. As yeah, a, that's true. With a pulse, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what I. All right, Sorry. play it down. Go ahead, play it down. I gave you a compliment. Don't don't accept the compliment. That's okay. okay fine, I won't. <laughs> but but seriously, like it it is interesting to yeah. look at yourself and get glimpses of yourself yeah. long periods away, and you may you may find that as you get older and as you look back upon your life, you'd be wondering who that person was and why you made the decisions you did it's because of what was going on between your ears no matter how we slice and dice this what goes on between our ears our thoughts and our self-talk and what we allow other people to program into us and speak into our lives and the people we choose to share our time and energy with will directly impact our ability to access happiness and joy 
um, when I was in university and college and the technical school. I mean, it just went on and on and on. And I got more serious as a student, and I used to study till I think my my head exploded. And uh, so I'd work in the labs, and that last year, um, last two years of school, it, it got pretty hard and intense. And uh, I used to be so strict. Mm. Um, you know, everything had to be just so. I was a perfectionist for many Yes, I was rigid and a okay. perfectionist. Um, everything had to be just so. And there were stories going on in my head as to why it had to be that way. Right. In order to be a credible woman in science, um, I felt that I had to be better than men. So I had to, um, I perform. I would, you know, perform and productivity. Those were the name mm. of the game. And so it's like snap the whip um, to my <laughs> my group's. Right. the people in my group and I wasn't a very fun person to be around but I wasn't having any fun either and uh, I didn't realize this till we went to Disneyland um, right. I went and took my kids to Disneyland and we had so much fun and I was just this totally different person I let go because it was a vacation right and I was there to celebrate my son um, you know right. getting better coming out of the hospital yeah. and the time Oh, we must have been there two weeks. And then the time came, it was time to go home. And I just dreaded the whole idea of going back to the lab and being so so rigid and dealing with the people that pretty well couldn't stand me because they called me the dragon lady, right? Mm. <clears throat> they didn't enjoy being around me at all. And I didn't enjoy being around me. So I thought, do I really want to be in science? Why have I been in science all this time? And I realized it was just to be credible before my parents. I wanted them to, I, it didn't matter what I did. It wouldn't have worked anyway. Right. And I just wanted to prove something to somebody, but I wasn't trying to be happy or experience joy. I just wanted to accomplish this, um, this feat of right. finishing school and getting a great, a great grade and, um, you know, graduating and all that kind of stuff and it wasn't going to happen I was just miserable at work after mm. all that time in science I was miserable and I realized it and I quit it cold turkey I finished up I got my grades I did a little work in in science um I did you know I worked for the university for a while I worked for Nate for a while um and that was mostly as a but student. But it just wasn't. Though. It wasn't your thing. It wasn't my thing. Yeah, and so I decided to uh, open a business and become an entrepreneur in the entertainment business. So I think one of the things I want to comment on about mm -hmm. that is that mo what you shared there in terms of in terms of going on a vacation and having such a great time, then dreading going back. Oh. I think a lot of people can truly relate to that. It just but made here's me the sick. Right. But here's the thing I think that's interesting mm -hmm. is you you chose not to allow that. You you didn't give in to say, well, okay. You know how many All right, I got to go back to work. I got to go back. You know, I owe, I owe. It's off to work. I go. I got to go back yeah. and work for the man. You said, enough. I'm done. 
And I didn't worry about all those naysayers who were going to say, you're kidding me. You've been in school since you were 29 or 28, 27. You've been in school now yeah. and, and you put all this effort into it. And, you know, I learned so much from it anyway that I was able to take that and use it, take it along with me as experience and the lessons I learned from it all and use it to do something I really wanted to do. And it brought me joy. I was not only easier to get along with, but I was able to enjoy things that I couldn't before, like being around my kids. I totally just sort of chilled out and I was able to be more present and I was mm -hmm. less in my head all the time. And, and it just, it made the world a difference to me, um, right. getting out of it. I can't imagine if I had stayed in that profession. I mean, well, for a lot of people, it makes them, it's great. But for me, it wasn't, it wasn't my cup of tea. I had a question for you. I don't know if you want to. I didn't do it. Answer it, but I was just thinking, like, if you hadn't made that change, how do you think it would have affected you in your life? Mm. Big picture. I wouldn't have met you. <laughs> well, there's that. That's oh, ooh, good point. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to call you and say, hey, Greg, have you written any new books? Because I wouldn't have known you. I, I met you because I changed right. and decided to go into business. And I needed a business coach, found you. You were my business coach for a couple of years. And then we went on our own way and did our own thing until we got back together again, um, you know, 10 years later. So you literally, quite literally, even though the wind was blowing a certain direction, you chose to reset your sails and steer into a different direction. You you did not go back to work for the band. You did not, okay, I guess, you know, this is what, you know, a person does. I think that's a trap. We get caught into the, it's it, it's a habit. It's not happiness. Sometimes what we feel com comfort and habit is not equal happiness. And it does not, if it doesn't bring us joy, it will most likely not bring us happiness, but we find ways to justify it. Well, I confronted what was going on for sure, and I examined the whole situation, and I said, well, okay, I'm doing this because I want my parents to be proud of me, <laughs> and they didn't even show up at my graduations. Yeah, and, and you, know, and like, you, you were an adult. How many kids, how many kids did, you, did you have at that point? Four kids and went to school full-time, and I worked. So you're not like a teenager that's having to get the... No. It, it's almost like... But a, you know what? It didn't matter what I did. Oh, I was okay. never enough, but it wasn't my problem. It was whatever's going on between their ears that was their problem. Right. And I realized I'm doing all this for people that you can't satisfy because they have issues and I'm trying right. to, I'm trying to live in this world where I'm like a ping pong ball going back and forth you know yeah and so i decided well i'm just going to get a life and <laughs> i'm going to just have some fun and i don't care about those devil's advocates who came at me and said you know how come you did this and you sabotaged yourself and what a blah 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 waste of time full of, full of judgment i don't care anymore because i dealt with that world i didn't it wasn't working for me wasn't serving my higher good and I just thought, you know, I only have one life to live. And I've already spent it, you know, 40 years old was a big thing for me. I looked right. back and said, look how I spent my life. 
um, chasing after everybody else's whims and wishes. And I've only got another, you know, 200 years to go. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, well, not likely, but <laughs> you know what I mean? I've, I've only got half of my life left, yeah, maybe a little yeah. bit more if I live to be 95, 100. Yeah. And what am I going to do? Am I going to keep chasing after other people and, and waste time that I can't get back again? Right. Now, here's the thing that I want to say is that you're, you might be listening to this and you might find that you're, when you look at your career, you're making more money and you're more successful and you've climbed the corporate ladder or you've got a business that's really successful, that's, that, that's really solid. Yeah. And... Like you, you you had all the trappings of success. Sure, you had the big had estate. Everything. You had the fancy everything, and yeah, uh, you had the money to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars into a business idea. Yeah, you had the available resource to do that, and yet you were not truly happy until no. you did that. Until you took that risk, and so if you're listening to this, just think about if that's the spot you find yourself in that it you know there's more for you and it just seems so elusive keep listening there's more good stuff to come i think um for family wise it helped my family because i decided to open a business that would be family oriented right and i could spend the last years of their child lives um with them playing Mm. and i started a business where i basically played when i went to work right you know um it was children's entertainment kind of thing. And um, I forgot what I was going to say. So I could have wasted away, wasted away all those years huh. that the kids were growing up because uh, you only get so much time and they yeah. truly grow up fast. Now, I remember being in line at the grocery store in some old bag. She must have been at least 40. <laughs> She'd come up to me. I was probably 23. You know, everybody, life was just, everybody went downhill after they hit 35, according to my opinion. And she comes up to me. She says, oh, you know, I miss my kids so much when they were little. You know, cherish them while they're young. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but did I ask you for your opinion? You know, it was kind of sure. like I didn't like her telling me that. And, you know, yeah. it's like, what do you know about it? And leave me alone. I don't know. I had attitude. I had resistance. Yeah. I was young. So anyway, I get to this age where I'm uh, <laughs> her age. <laughs> and I'm looking at it. And those kids are, they're growing up fast. Yeah. And now when I look back at it, I think, yeah, I really miss those years. And, and that happens. Life happens. It interrupts us, and we make choices, and we can't get it back. And so the you can't get you can't get that back, and you can't beat yourself up for that. But what you can do, you can sit here, right here and now, and choose to look at things through a different lens. To look at things, you know, is are the things that I'm doing producing a net positive outcome for me? You know, not everything's going to be rosy and perfect in our lives, but is there? am I experiencing a net positive in my life 
Or another way of looking at it, what are the net negatives that I don't want to experience anymore and change those things? There's nothing wrong with going to school and having a career and being successful. There's nothing wrong with any of that yeah. as long as it's bringing you the meaning and the significance that you want to your life that brings you joy. And you're going to look back at it when you're 80 years old and maybe on your deathbed and you're going to say, well, I'm glad I did that during the period of my life, that period. Right. I'm glad I did this. Or you're going to say, you know, I really wish I'd spent more time with my family. Or are you going to say, um, yeah, I really wish that uh, I had, you know, gone to work a half hour earlier every, right. you know, I wish I had done that my whole life. Are you going to say stuff like that? Or are you going to say the things that brought meaning and significance to your life and say that I'm glad I did that and glad I, I went through my bucket list and took care of all those things on my bucket list and, you know, we, we get such different um, uh, thoughts with hindsight, right? Yep. And Absolutely true. so, you know, you hit 30 and you think about your 20s and then you hit 40 and you think about your 30s and 50 and think about your 40s and, you know, and then you get much older, you start looking at the whole thing and you say, well, for sure you can't get it back. So, you know, right. you're, you're successful and you're doing well and at work and you're, you got a great career and you got maybe good life with your family and you know, that's great. Yeah. You're on a good path, right. right? But if you're not, if you're not enjoying life and you feel like you're wasting some time, then think truly about it. And anybody can change their mind at any time because now right. it's your point of power, right? You can, you can choose, now. you can choose at any time to just do what you want regardless of the naysayers who tell you what they're what they're um, what they think is successful what matters is what you think is successful whether that's staying home as a stay-at-home mom whether it's um, going to school whether it is being an entrepreneur whether it's taking care of your sick elders elderly parents whatever it is whatever floats your boat yeah and, and we're all individuals yeah, it's interesting. As I'm listening to you talk and share your story, I'm remembering back about ooh, 2009, 2010, and I'd realized I'd been married for 34 years, and I realized I paid this heavy price of not living, living for everybody else, not living for myself, and that there was I was I was continuing to make the choice to live a life that was essentially a lie that I was telling myself. There was no happiness. There was no joy. And, you know, yeah, there were some good things. There's no doubt about it. But mm -hmm. I remember thinking on, on the 34th wedding anniversary, I thought, I can't imagine another 34 years with this person. And I said, that's it. And people said to me, after 34 years, why are you doing this now? <laughs> because I'm wake, I woke up and because I'm not fully cooked. I'm not done. I got more of life that I want to pursue. And the only way that's going to happen is that I have to make a change because the people around me don't want me to change. They don't want me to be, to experience and joy and happiness. And I was one of those people. 
Okay, I was one of the people that was holding me back from experiencing true joy and happiness. And so you might find yourself in that place. I was just thinking about the time I was working. Um, my daughter, I took a, ha a semester off school. My daughter was just going to kindergarten, I believe, grade one, something like that. And so I took a part-time job and uh, just to get out of the house and just do anything. Mm. So I went there. <coughs> to work and these people were so nice to me the people that I work uh, my my uh, the customers and the people I worked with and my boss they were so nice to me and there was such contrast huh. because I would go home right and I had somebody there to yell at me and <laughs> I was never good enough but yet at work Everybody loved my work, you know, everybody treated me decent and I had friends and I was so happy. Then one day I was on my way home and I knew that uh, my ex-husband was going to be home. He was back from work or something and I couldn't stand it any longer. And I couldn't bring myself to go back. Um, so I got my kids, I put them with a friend and I went to a hotel for three days, and right. I slept, and I thought, and I slept, yeah. and I thought. And I decided to give it a year, um, another year, to make sure that I was going to make the right decision and that I wanted to know if it was um, good enough to stay or bad enough to leave. Right. So I spent that year um, confronting and examining the whole thing, and I came up with the... Um, I came up with the decision to finally leave when it became violent yeah you, and you had to release your attachment to your lifestyle that was you had to really you had to let go of I that lifestyle and, everything right yeah, yeah and i needed to everything walk away. and nothing you yeah. had everything and nothing you know i remember sitting in that big house all alone and looking around and thinking it felt like a big coffin <laughs> That's what it felt like, you know, just sitting in there. Now what? I've got everything. Now what? What is there? Yeah, it, I don't have happiness. I have, you know, I have, and again, let's not say happiness. I don't have joy. Right. Uh, you know, and I mean, the kids were great, but I was, I was just missing this. Um, right. I was missing something. You were missing you. Yeah, there's a complete disconnect because yeah. when I was able to connect, then I was able to make decisions. Decisions for me and my children's greater good. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of anecdotes I'd like to close with. Okay. So I met in my other life when I was married with uh, to a different person. Uh, some of her family members were pipe fitters. Were what? Pipe fitters. Oh, okay. And uh, I remember sitting down with one of her uncles, and uh, he was telling me about how that, uh, you know, retirement is 65, and he was coming up on that, and uh, that uh, uh, the average age uh, that they stopped paying pensions in the union to these pipe fitters was 68. Okay. So he said, I ain't waiting. Who said this? Uh, this was a pipe fitter. Okay. He said, I'm not going to wait until to retire till 65, then die at 68. And he right. ended up, he ended up, uh, and it, sadly, <laughs> he died at 69. 
Wow. And you know, you hear about stuff like that, yeah. you know, people that work towards retirement, like a dog yeah. and never make it to retirement. Right. Yeah. Now that happened with my ex. He worked and he worked till he was sick. He had diabetes and yeah. gout and everything. He worked and he worked. And I was at two years. I don't know. Two years after we divorced, yeah. he had multiple strokes. Yeah. And now, and then he couldn't work anymore. And he, he couldn't do all the things that he dreamed of during retirement. Right. Another little anecdote okay. is that um, uh, one of, uh, uh, an in-law was a very wealthy home builder. And one day we were talking and asking what he was up to. And he said, well, I'm just trying to enjoy my life. I got some health challenges. And he was quite overweight, um, but still very vibrant but he was he was saying but you know I, i'm really concerned about i'm gonna get caught in the trap of that guy and he pointed to this motorhome he had just bought i said what do you mean he said i just bought that motorhome from a couple who uh saved and saved bought that motorhome went they were planning to go around the world and then three months into it he gets sick and they have to sell the motorhome cancel all their travel plans because he's facing a life-threatening mm -hmm. illness. And he said, I'm just concerned that that's what's going to happen to me. Boom. Guess what happened to him? You know, he had major, major health setbacks. And, you know, he had, they had, and he, he said, and he saw that with, a, he was a home builder. He built custom-built ranch homes. Uh, he was very good at it. But he, he said the number of people that they found would build their dream home and then their lives would fall apart or someone would die prematurely. He said it really gave him pause. And so he was really rethinking things. So I, we tell all those stories. Maybe this is your time to rethink. Yes. Um, I have a friend who is kind of like a personal aide. Right. I haven't seen her in a long time, but she's a personal aide to the elderly that go on these cruise ships. Oh, right. Oh, okay. And they need aids because they're so old that they can't get up and go um, to shore. You know, when you go to port right. to explore, they can't do that because they got oh. um, wheelchairs, they have oxygen tanks, um, that kind of thing. So yep. they need help dressing and all this kind of thing. And they can't enjoy it the way they would if they had done those things earlier in their life. Yep. Now, I'm not saying they didn't. Right. It's just a lot of them comment to her that they wish they had not waited uh, so long. That's what she told me. So in that last episode, we were talking about the tyranny of waiting. Mm. Don't wait. So if there's any inkling of a part of your life that you don't feel it, that is not joy and ha joy or happiness for you, it's time to reconsider. And so in, as we read the next chapter of the book, we are going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to re hear us talk about the habits and patterns that um, uh, the help you to understand the habits, patterns, and obstacles that are preventing you from accessing your greatness. So stay tuned. There's more, a lot more to follow. <laughs>